The class that I'm going to give you now is exceptionally profound. Whenever you have a summary of reality, you're able to really grow. And basically, reality can be summarized, as Al-Tarebbe says in the time of the Bible of Jewish mysticism, in three categories. The first is what is good. And the way I'm going to describe it is a good person is focused on others. Then you have what is average. The average person is focused on themselves. Now, they may have friends, but what if those friends didn't give them pleasure? Are they focused on those people that will not benefit them at all? Because if your focus is just on someone that's giving you pleasure, then really it's not unconditional love, it's conditional love. That's why so many of our marriages today break up. Because the focus is not really, because this is another way, perhaps the highest way of being good, which is not only am I focused on the other, but basically, I'm focused on my mission. And when you do that, you'll always be good because then you know that God wants me to behave in a certain way. How do you know that? Well, there is an entire corpus of literature. God gave us a Torah, the Bible. The rabbis received exactly what each thing meant and how to relate it to practical times. And just like you would go to a doctor if you had an illness, and say, okay, what do I do? And he's studied medicine, he has experience. Also the rabbi, the orthodox rabbi, obviously, specifically a Hasidic rabbi who's knowledgeable in Jewish mysticism, can give you the sole prescription of what you should do. And that's why it says, have a rabbi and have no doubts. This is one of the greatest problems of today is that people don't have a moral compass. When people had, even if they were Christian, let's say, and they had a minister, they had a moral compass, they had somebody to go to who would tell them what is and isn't right. And the bottom line is you have to have clarity on that. Um, another way is to ask God directly, and the first thought that comes to your mind subsequent to asking is God's reply. But the bottom line is you have to have a moral compass, because if you don't have a moral compass, it's very easy to get caught up in the third group, and those are the Nazis. Now, you might say, well, I would never be a Nazi, but really, the Germans, were they not just average citizens? The violence that the left wing is perpetrating against people that don't believe in them, never mind the fact that they don't consider them in any legislation or anything like that, it's completely totalitarian, dictatorial, but literally they're creating violence. Um, I'm not going to speak about the evil of euthanasia, the evil of murder, Never mind abortion, which you can maybe say, oh, well, it's in the womb. They're letting babies out of the womb die. These are Nazis, and these are not normal Americans that have become Nazis. Because if you cannot tell, and I saw this right away with Obama, I've said it, Obama, and the reason I say this is because he is a, after President Trump, he's the second most admired man in America, which means he became a role model for millions and millions of Americans, the left, 27% of the Democratic, sorry, 20%, 7% of the country is based on Pew, nonpartisan polling, 
is um, basically radical left, and they make up 45% of the Democratic Party. You know, they want to arm Iran with nukes. They want to, I mean, not, they want to, they've already given Palestinians, which are just terrorists, murderers of Jews, $250 million a shanda, disgrace. Um, and the bottom line is that we are very capable of becoming Nazis. There was a movie of an average guy who became a, a, a vicious Nazi, and that's what happened to the average German. Why? Because if you can't tell that Hitler is an evil bastard, that what he wants is to just harm people, it's because you're naive. Because you're naive, you don't have the courage. Even what I'm saying now publicly, very, I wouldn't say very few, but a lot on the right that would have the courage. But certainly nobody on the left would do it. Why? Because they're afraid. What are their friends going to say? What are this going to say? What that's going to say? The way I say it is, I'm going to say the truth. I don't care what somebody else thinks about me. And so the bottom line is that courage is not a simple thing to come by. As the Rambam says, people only have courage when they go through difficulty. But when you don't go through difficulty, you're basically a wimp. And you just want to be um, safe. And so you know good people aren't going to harm you. So what you do is you allow the bad people. It's called the Helsinki Syndrome or the Stockholm Syndrome. And the very good research on this, that people that don't feel an intrinsic safety, so they actually would identify with their own abusers. I don't want to go into too much detail. It's pretty uh, sick stuff. But the point is that they then became... They, they identified, they became, you know, these Boko Haram evil Islamists. They kidnapped these girls, and they, it's horrific what they do. But as they had people coming to um, basically save them, they had some of these girls shooting at the people. In other words, they had identified with their captors um, because that is so profoundly... Uh, the way we work, when we seek safety, we go to the person we think that can make us safe. And so ironically, what fear does is it creates acquiescence. So the only way you can get out of this terrible, terrible conundrum of being, God forbid, falling into becoming a Nazi, is you have to have infinite faith. 